MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to First Strike, First Look right here on Visa. And I'm your host, Dave Ross. A pleasure to be rejoined this week by Nick Kalikas. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Fight Odds. And of course, a co-host on the line on ESPN. And the man that sets those numbers, those all-important numbers at Circus Sportsbook. Nick, great to have you back on First Strike, First Look. You know, we do find that we say this each and every week that, hey, you know, it's not a pay-per-view card. But yet, it's still a really sexy and attractive card this week over in jolly old England. Alexander Volkov against Tom Aspinall in the main event here. Uh, you got to get up earlier to get those wagers in if you wait till fight day here with, with the changing times and the early start time from England. But what do you make of this card overall, Nick? Because, again, it's got some depth to it. It really does. I mean, these last two back-to-back cards with the fight nights, I mean, they've been fantastic. True fans can understand and respect what we're saying because, I mean, it's loaded with good matchups from top to bottom. Last week delivered. I think this week will as well. So really looking forward to it. And I'm glad we're back in London. I mean, it has kind of a different feel in those London events. And I'm also glad that you pointed out the fact that this is an early event because a lot of times the betters out there are looking forward to the UFC and they forget that it's an early start time. They're looking Mm -hmm. to put their bets in way too late. So make sure if you guys are betting these fights, get in early. Well, let's talk about the main event here in Tom Aspinall against Alexander Volkov here. Uh, First strike, first look on a Tuesday. And again, pretty even. And I'm seeing Volkov about plus a dollar here. Aspinall minus minus 120. Do you expect money to come in on Aspinall here uh, with this fight being in England? 
you know, this is so intriguing. It is in England, so it's in his backyard, so to speak, obviously. And and then he is the rising prospect going against the established veteran Volkov. So it's one of those stylistic matchups that if he can get over the top, if Aspinall can win this fight, then he's in the upper tier of the heavyweights for sure. So it's a very good test, I think, for both fighters. And it's kind of a head-scratcher because, I mean, the last few fights from Volkov, even though he's performed relatively well against high-caliber competition, I don't think he's looked that good. I mean, his, his win over Tabura, he got it done, but it wasn't, I think his best performance, if that makes sense. I mean, he, he looked a little flat, even in the Gon mm -hmm. loss. Against, again, Gon is a title contender, obviously. He just fought for the title, so he's a high-caliber talent. But he still didn't look that great there either. So I think the last couple fights for Volkov kind of disappointed, and where Aspinall's just been on a roll, man. I mean, this guy's looking great. So a pick -em line, I think, is pretty fair. That's where we open. We are seeing a little bit more action right now on Aspinall. I look at the over-under here, Nick, and I see about three and a half. Uh, and it's pretty even, minus 115 to each side there. Do you expect this uh, action to come in one way or the other on the over or the under? Because it is a hard one to gauge. Aspinall likes to do quick work here. I wonder what you make of this this total here at three and a half. Yeah, three and a half is kind of tough, honestly. It's another one of those spots. Like even last week, it, it was kind of a three and a half line that we were talking about that was, I thought you, you could see it hover over, but again, you got to kind of protect the under as well because there's so much firepower. Here, that's the same thing. Aspinall hasn't really been tested in deep waters. So the first couple rounds, I assume he's going to be at his best, meaning that I just don't trust him in deeper waters where Volkov, we know he can go five strong. So that's the, I think the interesting fact here, if you're going to bet this total, because I would again, favor a little bit on the under um, last weekend, I kind of leaned the under as well. And it, it trickled on the over, of course, but there's a lot of moments in that fight that could have ended. Obviously it was a pretty fun fight, but this being said here, I think that's why you have to kind of look at the under and action wise. I think we are going to get two way action here on this total, because I think there is going to be a lot of people that believe this fight could trickle over again, like it did last weekend and go all five rounds. But again, the finishing potential there, especially, on the Aspinall side, I mean, it kind of makes me lean towards the under. So I think three and a half is pretty fair, and we will attract two-way action here. There's nothing significant that's come in as of yet. Talking with Nick Kalikas again. Follow him on Twitter, at Fight Oz. Does a great job with ESPN on the line as well. Uh, let's talk about the co-main event of the evening. And look, Nick, I'm never going to complain about trying to lose weight. Dan Hooker is coming back to the featherweight division. My goodness. Going to take on Arnold <laughs> Allen here. So Hooker is going to be, he's going to look huge at 145 pounds here. Where did you open this line? And have you seen any movement so far? You know what? It's, it's kind of similar to the main event. And it opened to minus 110 flat across the board. I mean, some marketplaces had uh, the Allen side actually as an underdog. Hooker was favored minus 120, minus 125 at the time. I opened minus 110 flat. And we did see respected action hit that Allen side, which I actually agree with. I think that's probably the right way to go here, despite Hooker being the ultra popular fighter. I mean, out of the two, if, it, if you're going to look at which one of these guys is kind of more of a household name, it's definitely Dan Hooker. I mean, he's fought with the best competition there is so far in the UFC. He's getting his name out there. He performs at a fun pace when he's in the octagon. I mean, win or lose, he delivers. And he's got that skill set that continues to improve. So him dropping back down to 145, I think a lot of people believe that he's going to be a true contender. But the UFC not doing him any favors here. Mm -mm. Arnold Allen, I believe he's on an eight-fight winning streak here. It's kind of... <laughs> You know, sneaky good, and, and he's fought good competition as well. He's a total package. He's well-routed. Uh, he's going to be a very difficult matchup for Hooker. So I think a pick and price again here was fair, but the action coming in, the sharp action on Allen's side, I expect more public action to come in on Hooker, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if the line goes back down to a pick or even flips by fight time. Well, well, where we are seeing some of the juice come in here is on the over two-and-a-half rounds in this three-round non-title bout, and right now juiced minus $1.85 to the over two-and-a-half if you 
want to try to get that under, it's going to get you uh, some plus money at plus 150. Is this just the belief that Hooker is going to be tough to get out of there and Arnold has got cardio for days? So barring a stoppage here earlier, we're, we're expecting this one to go uh, deep into the London night, if you will. Yes, sir. I, I think that's fairly accurate. I mean, again, three round fights. Both these guys are high caliber. Both of these guys are pretty durable overall. So I think they can kind of withstand what each other has to throw at them. So I think two and a half on the overside leaning towards almost it's kind of trending towards upper two minus 200 or so. I think it's about right. I think there is going to be a finish in this fight. It's probably mm. Allen finishing hooker out of the two, which is probably going to be a head scratcher for most. But I think the durability factor there is a little bit leaning more towards the Allen side as well. Not that hooker is a slouch by any means, but I think I, I trust Allen's durability just a slightly bit more here in this spot. But I do think this fight probably goes to the scorecards and it obviously will be very competitive if it does go Nick it's always interesting when you have these fight cards overseas so you see a lot of the, the same names uh, over there if you will instead of fights here in the United States you look at Gunnar Nelson back in this card against Takashi Sato Sato right now a big uh, underdog here plus 340 Gunnar Nelson minus 450 is this going to be all one-way action uh, because of the popularity of Gunnar over in the UK I don't think so, because there is a lot of question marks here. I mean, right now, Gunnar Nelson is steaming up a little bit. He's around minus 400, minus 460 out there is, the, I think, the highest line that I see right now. So between minus 400, 450 is out there. So he is steaming. It is steaming in his direction. But that being said, he's been out for so long. He's been out since that loss to uh, Gilbert Burns in 2019. So there's a lot of question marks behind him because he's another fighter that's not quite in his prime at this point of his career. And this is stylistically one of those fights that is a grappler versus striker matchup. Now, I think Gunnar Nelson is one of the best strikers as far as the grapplers go, meaning that you got like the Damian Maya types out there that kind of, you know, fall back on their grappling ability, of course, because that's what they excel at. But that being said, they develop their striking well. I think Gunnar Nelson, out of all these fine grapplers that we have in the UFC, he's probably developed his striking the best. That being said, again, I think he's kind of on the decline spot of his career. So it's a little tricky here. He's a lot more hittable. And Sato, if he could do anything here, if he could keep this fight upright, I think he does have a legit shot on the feet because the guy could hit like a truck. So he's got that knockout power and he's got that potential to pull off this upset. But that being said, all it takes from a guy like Gunnar Nelson is one takedown to get this fight to the floor and win this fight. So that's why you're seeing him as a decent-sized favorite. I think it's right. But at the same time, I do expect two-way action to come in on this fight. There's nothing crazy right now. Again, parlays are coming in on Gunnar Nelson mm -hmm. and he is going to be the popular side but I do expect some people to bite on the dog because of what I just said with his time off and with him not being at the peak of his career right now I think that people will bite on that dog price uh, we got a, a meatball back in action too on this car with Molly McCann she's a small favorite here minus 130 against Liliana uh, uh, Carolina here and uh, Carolina rather she's plus 110 of the comeback what do you make of McCann because again it felt like she was a fast tracker had a couple setbacks here a small favorite here uh, it what looks like stylistically a very interesting matchup it is and you know what Carolina I've been uh, like riding her as a dog for a while now she's been cashing in for me right she's underrated under respected in, in most parts of especially from the betting community. But, but that being said, in this spot, I'm kind of hopping off the underdog price here because I, I do favor McCann here. So the market actually opened Carolina as a favorite. I opened this with McCann favoring McCann slightly as well. So the market then shifted to pick. And now you're seeing McCann as a slight favorite, which I think is about right. Again, stylistically, 
I mean, it all matters. It comes down to how they kind of match up and how it goes down. And I think McCann is going to be able to keep this fight up on the feet. And I think she's going to have the distance control here to kind of outpoint Carolina and land the harder blows as it goes for three rounds. So I do think McCann is the right side. And she is in her hometown as well, right? I mm-hmm. think, you know, so that's going to come into to play here where she's going to have the crowd support behind her. And Carolina has been fighting well, but I just think here she's in a difficult spot. So the sharper action has come in on McCann. I agree with it. And again, we're trying to kind of protect that side right now at Circa because I believe it is the right side. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. 
you know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. 
I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, speaking of popular fighters, you get Patty Pimblin on this card as well. Minus 490 against Rodrigo Vargas, plus 360 in the comeback here. I, I do wonder if there's pressure, though, when you're the fan favorite, right? We've seen this uh, work sometimes in your favor and sometimes to your detriment here, but almost at a $5 price tag, what do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I mean, again, the hype behind Patty Pimblin is ridiculous. It's, it's cool. It's kind of justified, <laughs> though. He's fun to watch for sure. Um, and, and he's a character. He's one of these guys that if he keeps on winning in the octagon and his you know persona outside of the octagon, he could be a huge star. So all the hype is there for him. If he goes out there and performs like he did his, his debut, and this is a good fight for him to do so as well, I think he'll shine really. So it's hard to bet at the current price because I think it, it is about right. And Vargas is no slouch, man. I mean, he's a solid fighter for sure. But mm-hmm. stylistically, again, probably not the greatest matchup um, between him and Patty. So Patty being a chalky favorite here, again, we're going to see a lot of parlays coming in on Patty, but it will continue to increase the line if that's the case a little bit um, because I don't want to get buried on the Pimblet side. But I expect this fight to be a little bit more competitive than people realize. Nick, we got some interesting names. Certainly we have Ilya Tapuria as a big favorite, almost $5 favorite over Jai Herbert. Uh, you got Makwan Amirakani as a small dog to, to Mike Grundy here. Paul Craig's back on this card as a small dog as well. A dealer's choice here out of any of these other fights on the card, again, a really deep card, maybe than people are anticipating, which one really stands out to you? Uh, you know, you mentioned it, Amirakani and Grundy, that's have really has gotten a lot of attention at the sports book so far. I mean, Grundy opening up a small favorite. Now he's bet, been bet up to around a minus 160 or so, minus 165 is out there market wide. Uh, there is sharp action that's backing Grundy here. And I agree with that as well, because I think, again, you, you basically have two guys that like to take the fight to the floor more times than not. And Grundy is the better wrestler. He should be. And he's the better striker as well. So I think all signs are pointing to him being able to keep, again, the distance, the space, keep this fight upright, or may, maybe even get top position if he needs to and outstrike Americani. So I think that's why you're seeing the sharper action come in on Grundy. And he's been a very popular side right now. But we've already got a lot of buyback on Americani. So the line did increase and we've gotten some bites back on the dog as well. So there's been heavy action played both ways on this fight right now, and I think it's going to continue to do so. You wouldn't be expected, really. I mean, if you look at this card from top to bottom, you wouldn't think Grundy and Americani is drawing that much action, but it really is. So that's an intriguing one for me. That's why you got to follow Nick Kalikas on Twitter at Fight Odds and very quickly on the line on ESPN. What do the people get when they tune in, Nick? Yeah, you can check us out. It's available on UFC Fight Pass, and it's UFC on the line. We typically have fights for every pay-per-view card, of course. The shows um, are live, usually Thursday night, 7 p.m., uh, Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific time, so you can check it out, ufcfightpass.com, and it's me, Yanni the Greek, and of course, Brendan Fitzgerald as well, so we cover all the aspects of gambling on the UFC Fight Pass show, so make sure to check it out. It's a fun show. Fantastic show, fantastic information 
as always. Nick, thanks so much for hopping on here. First Strike, uh, first look. We'll see you on Friday for the big show. First Strike right here on Beast.